Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. Now, the, the particular, we'll call it the, the single fiber, like you rightly describe it, is are there particular fibers that it does not necessarily it, interact well with? So, for instance, we wouldn't, you wouldn't want to use polyester fibers to make a sweater yep. with it, or you wouldn't want to use um, cotton fibers, or you wouldn't want to use whatever type fiber with it because it would yep. not be optimal for it. Let's say, for instance, we're using it for uh, to pick up heart sounds. So would yeah. there be fibers that are complementary to, to this fiber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things, so first of all, we could pick up waves in pretty much any type of fabric. Now, once you get into very specific applications, there are certainly ways to increase the sensitivity of your fabric microphone. Now, I'll, I'll mention that in hearing, it's not all about sensitivity because – um, I'm sure you know, I'm sure your listeners know of someone that has very sensitive hearing. Actually, my mom has very sensitive hearing, and she always had a, a hard time uh, falling asleep. And, and her sleep was very light because her, her ears were so sensitive. Um, and so sensitivity is not always a great thing. Um a lot of times you want to be able to listen to particular signals and not to others. And so, yeah, there is a way to increase sensitivity. I think more important to se than sensitivity is the ability to cue in to specific things that you want to listen to while not being sensitive to noise. 
And so it's more about signal to noise than it is about absolute sensitivity. Absolute sensitivity sometimes could drive us crazy. So uh, <laughs> going back to your questions around um, the environment or what is the fabric made of, um, I think it really then becomes a bit more context dependent. Um, certain situations, you're certainly fine in cotton. Certain situations, you want to add to the cotton um, certain I module with stiffer fibers. Um, certain situations, you want to create a almost like a, a, you want to separate your fabrics and create like small gaps in them, uh, almost like areas that are sheer um, in order to isolate the, the vibrations that are coming into one uh, fiber from the other ones. Uh, we show that um, a fabric could pick up or discern the direction of sound. So like pick up where the, the sound source is to a very high resolution. So there's all kinds of um, ways to answer your question. But in the end of the day, um, um, as humans, we are primarily interested in uh, focusing on particular acoustic sources, particular speakers, while quieting the rest of the world. And that's one of the reasons we have two ears. You know, think about a situation where you're in a noisy uh, restaurant or in a train station or a bus station or something or any other kind of noisy environment. And you're walking with somebody and trying to have a conversation or you're sitting with somebody in a bar and trying to have a conversation. Um, that person may be speaking way quieter than the, no than the, than the noise around. How can you still pick up their sound, their their voice? How can you still hear them? And the answer is that's why you have two ears. The, the reason you have two ears is to allow your brain to focus your hearing on a particular spatial direction. And one of the things we show in the paper is that, yeah, fiber could measure sound. Uh, two fibers could measure very accurately, accurately the direction of sound. And that kind of brings me to some of the interesting uh, problems or applications we see. So one of them really has to do with take a problem that we all eventually are going to have is losing our hearing. And people say, oh, just I'm sure your listeners are aware, but all of us are going to eventually lose our hearing uh, or, or lose a good part of our hearing. Uh, so you say, well, that's simple. You just get a hearing aid. Well, the answer is uh, hearing aids work in quieter environments, in situations where you have one-on-one -on -one conversations. But in a noisy environment, you will get overwhelmed uh, with the noise because the hearing aid just amplifies everything. Um, and so the, the effects of that are terrible because those very people that we want to keep close to us, that we want them to come to family events, that we want them to keep productive, to, to kind of continue with their normal lives, shy away from family events, from loud uh, environments, from, from, you know, from life because, because of hearing and because not the hearing, but, but because your hearing aids don't work in noisy environments. Life is a lot of times about a noisy environment. Now imagine now a fabric that you could tune dynamically to listen to particular. Yeah. So it, that's a, you know, that's a problem that all of us eventually will encounter. Um, but already today is affecting lots of people which is, you know, uh, people with hearing uh, challenges, hearing uh, deficiency, loss of hearing, 
uh, that are using hearing aids cannot function well in, in, in noisy environments, can't hear very well. And, you know, that really causes them to uh, retreat and, um, you know, and move back from those types of interactions, which actually would be really important for them to, you know, to attend. I have a close friend who, you know, doesn't go to board meetings or because, you know, he can't, he, he can't uh, function well in, in noisy environments. Um, so the idea that we talk about is, um, you know, having a fabric that allows one to cue in and, and tune its listening to particular directions. And you could do that sort of on the fly. Um, so you, you, the fabric connects to your hearing aid and allows you to tune in to specific, um, you know, to, to, um, um, to specific directions. And so we think that's going to be very helpful to people with uh, hearing deficiencies. You know, mind you, we do that, um, you know, we do that naturally just with the help of both of our ears is we we could focus on particular, listening to particular directions and have the other directions um, sort of quiet, uh, quiet down. Um so yeah, there's uh, there's some interesting and exciting applications that we're thinking about and working on. In fact, and yeah, I think we have a great future ahead of us. Agree with that one, very very much so. Again, just looking at it from the medical uh, perspective, there's a, a, a tremendous amount. Um, I want to ask you when you talked about using as a microphone to enhance yeah. to improve hearing. Are you are you able at this time, or are you working on it, being able to make that particular single fiber so that it can pick up particular frequencies? We talk about you know some people say, well, I've lost my my higher end frequency, yeah, I can't get yeah, exactly. higher frequency noise, things like that. Are you able are you able to start working on that where you can pick up particular frequencies or multiple yeah, we can, frequencies in a range in in that single fiber? Yeah, we we that's what we show in the paper. The 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 fiber is is sensitive across most, if not all, the hearing range, um, but actually is probably sensitive beyond that as well. So you could actually hear infrasounds or or uh, you know uh, uh, or or higher uh, frequency than what your ear can actually uh, process. Uh, so ultrasound, infra and ultrasound. Um, so yeah. I think that you don't need to tune them to particular frequencies. I think they will pick up and, and hopefully process a broad uh, range of frequencies. So that that's something that I think we uh, could and, and will be able uh, to do. Now, um, one other application that um, uh, is very exciting for us uh, actually has to do with listening to the unborn. So, you know, it turns out, that uh, these days uh, there are quite a few situations where you have an at-risk pregnancy. And, you know, what moms that are going through that uh, endure is, you know, this uh, doctors tell them, hey, you need, you need to monitor the movement of your baby. Okay. Now, um, obviously I haven't been pregnant, but how do you monitor a movement of an unborn baby when you're sleeping? And I think that would be very challenging. So probably what's really happening is these moms are not really expecting moms are not really sleeping very well and they're trying to figure out what's what's happening. Uh, and so the idea would be to have um, these fibers uh, sit and be part of your, say, your pajamas. And you could actually use them to listen into the heart 
of you know of your baby and and alert you to changes that that require uh, intervention. Um, so yeah, the the unborn baby is communicating through their heart, and I think we're going to be able to perhaps listen into it uh, with just the fabric. Yeah, that's a uh, fascinating. The uh, as far as the the movements of the you know the unborn child in uh, utero. Which leads me to another question. Can this fiber also detect uterine contractions? So the, the uterus is contracting so many minutes apart. That's usually a signal for get to the hospital or let's you know go ahead and start taking a look at delivering the baby. Is there a sensitivity to that, the fiber to be able to do that? Or is that something that's still in, in process of taking a look at that? <laughs> Well, first of all, Jeff, I think that's a really uh, interesting and uh, great question. Um, certainly, a very interesting uh, objective and goal for you know for some of the things we're going to be doing in in the future. I think it's it serves really as a great example of you know what I referred to earlier as the soundtrack of our life. Um, what are those subtle sounds uh, coming you know coming from our body, and in, in this case, contractions. Um, and whether we we could listen to them, make sense of them, and and obviously act on them, um, I think that's a really interesting idea. And frankly, I haven't uh, thought about that. So, uh, but we will, we we definitely will um, take a look at it. And we're forming as we speak collaborations uh, with, uh, you know, with uh, OBGYN uh, doctors to actually look at and study these these particular um, questions. But it's a great question, and I, uh, I think um, as we move along, uh, we're going to find all kinds of discoveries here, and the one you suggested here may very well be an important one. Not to give you more work than you already have, it's just a, you know, a thought that crossed my mind. I remember um, with our own children being born, the, the tachometer, you know, the nurse midwife or the OBGYN would place a tachometer uh, inside, and you could yeah. you, know, you could see the the strength of the contractions, and I'm, and I just remember you know years ago watching this machine going, okay, is it getting close? Is it getting close? Um, you know that's something that could be monitored at home. You know before you head off to the hospital. Exactly. So I, that was just a thought that crossed my mind uh, with that. I think um, I think um, people normally you know associate more knowledge, more data with more worries, um, but that is not necessarily the case. Um, I think one could take this information, take this uh, data, and actually use it to uh, create more peace of mind. And I, you know, those are exactly the types of uh, things we're we're trying to focus on. Is in what way could data and information calm us down as opposed to get us more worried? We have plenty of the latter. Uh, we need more of the former. And and I think your your idea would be a great one to uh, to pursue. Well, good. Um, that can also lower, like you said, lower the anxiety level, especially for us dads. You know, the, the woman knows kind of get a sense of what's going on, but us dads, like, oh, well, what, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, it, it might also keep us from getting to the hospital, uh, driving ninety miles an hour on the interstate to get to the hospital too. Uh, just a thought uh, with that. Um, and now the the last question that I ask all my very special guests: Where do you see this sector of wearables? In five years? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And um, 
you know, the first thing I wanted to mention to you is, um, you know, we're dealing with clothes, not with uh, wearables. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take your question to be where where are our fabrics, where are our clothes going in the next five years? And I think they're going in, in directions that they've never gone to before. Um, our um, understanding, our use, and our appreciation of the clothes on our body uh, are going to change dramatically in the years ahead. They're going to be uh, still objects that, you know, uh, of comfort and, and beauty and aesthetics, um, things that obviously keep us warm uh, or help uh, cool us, but, uh, you know, help uh, uh, maintain our privacy, all of those things. Uh, but they're going to take on a whole entirely new life in addition to that, which is really uh, serving the purpose of, of um, you know, extending and being able to better communicate, um, be able to um, perhaps change their appearance dynamically, change their, you know, what they do thermally to us, help us thermally regulate uh, better, um, and, and actually play a very significant role in um, in in delivering and understanding our health uh, and metabolism, so um, fabrics are going to take on an entire new uh, new life, and you know that's already happening now. Um, it's going to become more and more, um, I, I would say, known. Uh, not many people realize uh, that this revolution is underway, but um, I think in a few years, I'm not sure if it will be five, five and a half, or four and a quarter, but we're heading. Um, in that direction. And, um, um, you know, from a technology perspective, technology is going to become more convenient. It's going to become way more aesthetic and beautiful. And most importantly, it's going to play a very significant role in in our health. Well, I wish that day would come tomorrow because um, for me, it's been a long time coming uh, in, in my profession with the ugly braces, the ugly shoes, the ugly knee sleeves, you know, the, all of that that we've, we've just dealt with in the medical community. And that's why I'm very excited uh, to hear about these developments and have the researchers like yourself on the show because um, it's, it's high time and I think it's going to just open up uh, just better living, just better well-being for, for everybody. You, you don't have to be ill to to use these type of fabrics or the or the wearables uh, that that these fabrics you know may eventually become a part of some wearable or or a special knee brace and there's so many applications for this so I I know I'm I'm very excited about the potential and that there's a lot happening now like you said and the revolution is on so uh, for me in the medical profession and I I know I can a lot of my colleagues throughout the world are probably also very excited as well to, to hear these things. And thanks to folks like you who are out there in the universities uh, slogging away every day and, and all the, the little hurdles that you face every day that you are able to overcome and uh, the successes, which eventually add up to become, like I said, improved well-being for people. So I know what you and your associates at MIT are doing are, is going to help millions of people if not billions of people in the in the long run with that so i want to take my hat off to you and your colleagues there at mit for all the inspiration that you've uh, provided for our listeners uh, to hear about all the good things and uh as you move forward with your uh the next intervention that you folks do at mit please uh drop me an email so we can get you back on the show because I would love to be able to feature something new that's happening at mit as well as other centers throughout the 
the world that are here to help improve the quality of life for everybody. So, Dr. Fink, again, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day to educate our listeners and myself with uh, what's new at the MIT Labs in Material Science. And um, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Yeah, thank you very much, Jeff, and a wonderful day to your listeners. Take care. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties. Pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well. <laughs>